Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my, I'm here at last. Lucky here. It's the Pat and JT podcast. Pat and JT podcast. We're not talking about me going to the bathroom in my closet. We're not talking about stupid (laughs) stuff, stupid food we eat. We try to be inspirational and helpful to people. Right? Okay. And that voice that you heard at the very beginning there. Not that guy. He's a singer. That's somebody else. It's coming. It's coming. Caroline, here it comes. Hey, looky here. It's the Pat and JT podcast. That guy. That guy is a friend of ours, Scott Papik, and has been a friend of ours for years. Um, you worked with him. We worked yeah. together. We worked with, I guess, I mean, yeah, I worked years? with him since I worked with him at Rosenblatt Stadium a long Holy time ago, like the early 90s. Early yeah. 90s, right? Yeah. And he's got a great podcast called Fight For It. Uh, we talked about that earlier when we first started our podcast because he was just getting his off the ground, as a matter of fact, about yeah. the same time. And his is much more serious podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> much more meaningful. <laughs> but since then, he has teamed up with um, a local guy, uh, Jack Riggins, who is Navy SEAL, retired, um, lives in Fremont or from Fremont area, his family, and um, got hooked up with him with a, a program that they were working on. And we've talked about it uh, a couple other times as well. And this thing has really taken off. And uh, basically what they did is they put together Performance Mountain, performancemountain.com. So they created it to transform people and organizations in order to reach their peak in life. And basically it's helping people hone in, focus in, uh, set goals and achieve their goals, uh, learn how to do that. And it, it is from the mindset of a SEAL, and, and then listen to their team. Their team includes not only Jack, but uh, one of the co-founders of this organization, Dr. Larry Woodman, who has over 20 years working as a psychiatrist, high-performance mindset coach. And he's worked with, what, uh, NCAA Division I National Championship teams, uh, pro athletes, Olympians, and the list goes on. Uh, Danny Woodhead is a senior partner. Danny, also elite athlete, and he just recently retired not mm-hmm. that long ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. Uh, Dr. Tom Osborne also is one of their advisors. And then, of course, Scott. And so we've been wanting to get Jack on and have a chance to talk to him. Um, and on top of it, not only you know give his, I guess, his view of things, but also offer you, offer you an opportunity to get a hold of the worksheets and some of the, the stuff that, that they have available on their website and at a special price. They made a made a deal for us, and I said that's that's awesome because yeah. it's it's for everybody. But we're super excited to have him on our podcast. Yeah, that's my great Dane Wynn. She's named after my wife's hometown, Chicago, Windy. Well, Windy City, right? Is her name. Um, but then she's deaf, so you can just call her what you want. Oh, she yeah, she's a great Dane, and she's a little small for a Dane, about 110 pounds. But uh, oh. my wife and I got some Danes over the years, and I'll never have another dog. Oh. I love great Danes. Like, I, except when they're younger. Well, I, I'm short anyway, but when they are a little younger and that whippy tail just gets yeah. you in the nuts all the time. Yeah, they uh, they go through like three years of what we call zoomies and they just 
run around the house for like three minutes, knock over couches and they're asleep a minute later. (laughs) I love that. They do that about three times a day. And she almost jumped on my 89 year old aunt and killed her. Oh my God. (laughs) So that poor lady is a little cautious when she comes over, but yeah, this one uh, we got for my wife after military and then she clinged on to me. So that's a constant battle in the house. I mean, having a dog that's, that's deaf has got to be, Tough. I mean, to get. I had that. I remember with uh, with well, dog. Yeah, he was, he's a poodle, oh, and he right, went deaf. Right. Yeah, he was deaf, and he was blind in one eye, and um, he was a mess by the time he passed. Hot mess. But, but you know what I did is I I was afraid of it too. But then the breeder said you can bring her back anytime, or I mean, we didn't end up paying for. Her. And uh, so I called uh, the Seal Dog Team guys that um, were part of our program. Because they use hand signals, obviously, in combat because of all the noise. And uh, I said, hey, you know, what can we do? And they were like, no, it'll be fine. You just got to train it in hand signals. So we had like five, and I have my wife and four kids. And so I taught them all the hand signals. But you got to do it like the exact every day. So it's like same height. Well, I was getting the dog going. And then, you know, the kids are up here. They were over here. And the poor dog was like going nuts. Like, I'm like, guys, it's got to be the same every time. And in the end, I mean, she basically will only sit when she knows you're going to give her food. So she learns one. Bottom line. Yeah. That's awesome. Other than that, we're pretty lucky. We have a decent amount of uh, yards. So. Yeah. She goes out back and runs. And my plan is to replace each kid when they leave the house with a Great Dane. So if you call me back in like 10 years, I should have four or five. Good call. That's, that's a, a, a lot easier than having kids around. I'll tell you that. Right? right yeah. yeah. I mean, my ultimate goal was to get horses. But um, yeah, I don't know. We got to build up to that. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Both of them, both are expensive. It doesn't matter. When you get, I have a German Shepherd and feeding him. Before him, I had a miniature Pomeranian. So the food bill. Big difference. Big difference. And the the poop size difference. (laughs) Right? And I grew up with horses. So I do, I understand, I miss having my ponies. I do miss that. But yeah, as far as uh, taking care of them, it's kind of nice to be able to let the dogs in the house. That's. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to cuddle up to a horse. Yeah, it is. Let's see, you get the little miniature ponies. You get the little guys. Those would be kind of fun. (laughs) How about those miniature cows, man? Have you seen those miniature cows? Mm. I mean, how cute are those things? (laughs) Still a cow. I know, but so cute. <laughs> Jeez. Bro, I have a friend I served with, and he has turtles, like the ones you see at San Diego Zoo or uh, Henry Dorley. Henry yeah. Dorley. Yeah, yeah. That's our zoo. Yeah. And uh, pigs. Like, they're pigs or they're dogs. Uh-huh. I had no idea you could have a pot belly pig. And right. the truth is, they're smart. And uh, I have a friend about- who has a pot belly pig, and it's named it is Ham. And it's <laughs> I think it's like 10 years old, sleeps in bed and everything. It's uh-huh. crazy. Oh yeah, that's God. the same with Jason. I remember when he'd bring it to the team and it was, you know, very small. And then damn thing was like, you know, 120 pounds and sleeps with them. And <laughs> he called it Pigger. Yeah. He called it what? Pigger. Pigger. Hey, Pigger. Pigger, of course. <laughs> I love it. All right. So I, first off, thanks for doing this. Thanks for coming on our show. Coming yeah, we on appreciate our, it. Our podcast. Um, and really excited to work with you guys. This is going to be, this is going to be awesome. I'm really excited about it. Uh, you we, know, we met. It's been what? How many months? Around Veterans Day when we first met Jack when he came in to yeah, record right with before. the bullpen with, uh, with Les. Les. Yeah, and we uh, we met, heard about you through our friend Scott, mutual friend Scott Papik, who works mm-hmm. with us as well. Um, 
and he just said this a crazy guy has some great stories very motivational inspirational dude yeah exactly yeah. and he was super excited when he started working with you as well because he was still living here in omaha at the time before he took off and then all things came together um let's let's kind of I, I don't even know where to start with you because you've got there's so many tentacles <laughs> like trying to right. figure out which area do you want to start with just talking about performance mountain or do you want to start with your history and just kind of how you got to performance mountain yeah no I, i'll do a little bit of both i mean obviously uh you know, Jack Riggins, I grew up in Fremont, Nebraska, so I'm as Nebraska as it comes. I'm a Midwest guy, um, like most people, young males, you know. I'm a sports guy, you know, love all the sports around here, the Huskers. I graduated from UNL, um, you know, and had a dream to be in the Navy and, and to get on SEAL team, and that worked out. So I did that for 20 years, and that was awesome. I retired last year and moved my family back here because – I just don't think there's a better place to raise people than the Midwest and Nebraska in particular. Now, becoming a becoming and, a, a Navy SEAL has to be one of the most difficult things to accomplish, not just in the military, but just in life in general. And you took you you did that. Yeah, I mean the statistical numbers, if you will, are are crazy, right? Like ten thousand apply every year, and they're qualified, and we take a thousand roughly, um, and then you know you only get about uh, 170 to 200 a year. So that's, you know, statistically it's pretty crazy, but wow. you know, in my own personal journey and what I share with people is that that's just what I wanted to do. That was my dream, my goal post high school, college, or kind of through there. And, uh, and you know, I had to, I had to come up with a way to figure out how to get there. You know, the Navy paid for my college. So that was the first step. Um, and set micro goals. You know, I didn't swim very well as I thought about this dream. And so I sought out people. But my point is, is that, you know, that to me is just what I wanted to do in that time of my life. And I worked really hard and I sought out experts that could help me where I was weak. And then it worked out. And, you know, I always say once you get there, the training or the selection is, you know, where the numbers statistically don't work out for people. Um, you know, once you get there, it's just a really a don't quit attitude because all the instructors are there to help you become a SEAL. Now, the way they go about it, obviously, is very mentally challenging and physically <laughs> challenging. I would think so. Yeah. But really, you know, we screen for people that are ultimate team players. Um, talent isn't really something that we even care about. Uh, we care that guys can guys and gals now, you know, can mold into a team, accept their role, you know, be a leader when they need to be. And, uh, and we just use a lot of physical evolutions to find out if they have the ability um, in their mind to push and to constantly put the mission in the team first. And so, you know, when we all start out as, as SEALs, when we're through the training, um, we're a pretty good animal with those skill sets. And then of course we hone all the combat skills, tactics, and techniques. And really that's what led me to performance mountain years later is that, you know, I just did this and the war and by chance, you know, I, I met Bo Pelini out at the holiday bowl. And from there, you know, John cook and then John cook introduced me to Dr. Larry Whitman. And we just started taking the things that were always in seal team and educating and discussing with 
sports teams. Um, in my case, Nebraska sports teams at the time, you know, 2010 started. And I just called it a leadership exchange because if you think about it, college and even high school coaches are working in the same demographic of age that I am because when you're leading people in the Navy, you're generally leading 18 to 27 year olds. And there was just tons of synergy there. But what I was amazed at is that like Doc Larry Widman, he explained what he was working on from a psychiatrist, elite mental skills. And I looked at him and I go, isn't everybody doing this? And he's like, nope. Hmm. And to us in SEAL team, it was the only way. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If so you I could, was like, wow. Uh, uh, Dr. Woodman, if you could, in case somebody's not familiar with the name or what it is that he does and how he's connected with UNL. Yeah. So Dr. Larry Woodman's been over 20 years a psychiatrist. I mean, he's a PhD doctor. Excuse me, not a PhD. Or maybe it is. He'll, he'll beat me up for that. <laughs> oh, I doubt it. But he, Yeah, but he learned early in his career starting out in the military because after he was done with med school, he was helping uh, B-52 pilots and they couldn't use meds. So ultimately, you know, psychiatrists do the meds part. So he had to learn his craft without meds. And so he started focusing more on elite mental skills to help wow. those pilots deal with the stress. I never and thought then, about that. Yeah. I didn't wow. know that pilots couldn't use any sort of medication like that. I had no clue. I mean, these days, I'm sure the military has different levels, but for the most part, you know, in the early or the late 90s and the early 2000s, yeah, it's hmm. a generally a big no no. And uh, again, he started figuring out that, you know, with mental skills and communication, you could really learn to bring down anxiety and bring out high performance. Well, these were the same things that we know in SEAL Team and we just trained to. So when I met him, um, or I should say that then when he moved back to Lincoln, actually Tom Osborne was the athletic director and he just brought him in to work with a few athletes. And he's also an addiction recovery guy, um, specialist. So, you know, they just brought him around. And then next thing you know, coaches were asking him and he basically – you know, started to provide a great service um, to the athletic department across a lot of sports. And interesting enough, I mean, he's been part of the five national championships over the last decade across various sports. So I would say he honed his craft, um, you know, from psychiatrist all the way through elite performance and elite teaching elite mental skills at the university. And, And so we met and had this synergy. And I, I like to say that when I met him, I was kind of the practitioner of it. And he was the teacher. And he's one of the few people in that field that really knows how to teach it. I mean, knowing the knowledge base of elite mental skills is one thing, being able to teach it so that the student, if you will, can take it and use it. And when I say student, I mean, coaches, everyday people, you know, elite athletes. And he's just he's the best in the world that I've encountered. And so we decided, Hey, let's, let's take this to the general public because it's not just for athletes. I mean, yes, we use it in the military. Yes. Athletes and coaches use it, but business leaders do too. And so we've just broadened it and tried to bring it to as many people as we can so that we can help them win in life. I mean, it's that simple, right? Right. Everybody has their own personal peak or goals and dreams Um, But most of us are operating well below our capacity. So we're trying to bring that out with whoever we work with in Performance Mountain. 
Wow. That's, that's like, I mean, for a lot of people, I'm sure fear is a big thing for a lot of people to overcome, uh, trying to, to think that I could possibly go next level. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we talk a lot about and train people in what we call arousal control or maybe fight or flight is how you understand it. And of course, this is the system that we cannot, you just can't turn it off. It's in every human being, but how you deal with it and control it is often the the most important thing you can do. And some people have this right in road rage. What Doc would tell you is the number one fear is public speaking. The number two fear is flying in an airplane. So, oh, wow. Yeah, right. So yeah. people get these anxiety hits or as I like to call them triggers and, you know, how we deal with that and what the skills are because there are skills um, can really be the difference. And again, I say attack fear because if your mind and, and you have gotten to the point where you're obsessively thinking about something or getting fearful, the truth is you just have to attack it. And once you get over that challenge, it's no longer a fear. I know it sounds silly, but I tell people all the time, I was petrified of snakes and spiders growing up. And then one day, you know, seeking knowledge, I read a book about a guy with lightning. You know, he's afraid of it. So he climbed a tree during a lightning storm. I don't encourage anybody. I'm to like, do that. That's that's craziness. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, you know, the odds of me being hit are low. And so after reading that, of course, I went out and started, you know, just grabbing spiders that I knew were poisonous uh. and snakes. And now you don't have that fear. So that's a micro example. But my point is, is your brain and and your system is trying to tell you, yeah, I'm fearful of something, whatever that may be. Well, if you go attack it and you learn the skills to deal with it, it can really set you free in life at minimum, help you overcome that. And so you can just imagine the variations across human endeavors on that one topic let alone in high performance, right? Mm -hmm. And what we know is that, you know, whatever sector you're in, in high performance or reaching your best, um, the best in the world, use these skills to deal with that stuff. Hmm. Wow. That's, I mean, you don't think about that. You think a uh, military is completely different than a uh, small business owner. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you. but there are a lot of fears, apprehensions, um, uh, doubts, and, and they were all based on nothing because, I had never, Pat and I, when we started our business, we had never been in this position before. So it wasn't like we were basing our fears on past experience. We were, it was the unknown and trying to push through and just like, you just got to keep, just got to keep going. Yeah. It's like you said, attacking fear. I mean, you have no, when you have no choice, you just have to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Wow. That's, that's, that's interesting. Now is Dr. That Dr. Whitman, does he also work with Dr. Um, Jack Stark as well? So not necessarily combined, if you will. So right now, Jack is working with Creighton Athletics, and okay. we actually, Dr. Widman has worked with Creighton Volleyball for eight years. Wow. Um, which is a great backstory. Don't have time. But, um, <laughs> and so Jack Stark has been supporting Creighton for a very long time after kind of Nebraska, and I know some other things. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're peers, but we recently for this season have been working as performance mountain with Creighton basketball. So there, um, we are both as a group, us, Jack Stark and another gentleman, uh, we're providing support. And that's the way we look at it is whenever a coach or a business is talking to performance mountain, they're asking for specific support and, you know, no one person has the right answers, when you put together a support network, um, you're going to get the best 
advice, right? And of mm-hmm. course, then the coaches and the players obviously do all the hard work and have to carry it out. And so, yeah, there's synergy in the case of Dr. Whitman, uh, Jack Stark, Dr. Stark, you know, and they look at problems, even though they have the same background, different. And then you take our latest member, Danny Woodhead, and you add in, you know, his perspective and my perspective. And so we are working currently um, with Jack and Coach McDermott. And, and that's we're really enjoying that. So you guys go into businesses and on and sports teams and stuff, and you kind of like look at it like it's say a, a SEAL team, right? You people find their roles, you help them find their roles, and help them develop those roles. Or do you you teach the the coaches or bosses or managers to do that as well? Or you guys go in and actually do it yourselves? Well, that's awesome. That's a great question. Um, the short answer is all the above because you don't know necessarily what you're dealing with, um, and so we use a philosophy or a methodology. Um, especially when we're coming in cold, um, where we assess, um, we assess by doing one-on-one interviews, um, with everybody, the coach or the business leader wants to give us access to. And a lot of times, right. The, the leader who's, who's found us, you know, has their thoughts and opinions and that's absolutely what we need. And then, you know, in businesses, it's usually managers and mid-level people and sports. It's everybody, Um, And then we always like to go to the very, you know, in business, the ground floor and kind of hear that. And so I always say, you know, it's this copyrighted slash uh, special. uh, What am I trying to say? You know, uh, what's the word? Patented, patented, patented way of figuring it out. And it's called we talk to people. That's weird. (laughs) That's odd. Yeah, that's really odd. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) and from there, you know, we assess and we diagnose, um, we give a a feedback called an executive summary, um, on the top issues that we think we can help and that we think would help them. Um, I like to call it from my seal time, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and then we go back and we work with the leaders to come up with a plan. And so we say design a plan, whether you call that education mechanisms. Um, and those can be for individuals. They can be for the group. And then we go ahead and get agreement on both sides. It's a collaboration now. And off we go and to execute that plan. And then we reassess. So if you think of a sports team, it's really easy. You know, off season, in season, always reassessing always making corrections throughout the year. And then with a business, um, depending, it's usually same on their yearly, uh, quarterly cycles. And we keep going as as long as they want to have us. And what I could say is that most people actually do a phenomenal job um, understanding maybe their issues and and where they want to go. They don't often understand how to get there. And then once they start something, they forget to reassess and make what I call rudder corrections. Mm-hmm. So I always look at it in Performance Mountain. We look at cultures and we say, okay, cultures are like a train. There's a there's railroad tracks. And the goal to, to get where you're going is to stay inside the tracks. And oftentimes, you know, the dynamics get outside of it and then that causes friction. And so we've got to get it back in what that particular team businesses goals are and what their culture is. And so, yeah, we, we take on, um, kind of a broad thing, but the truth is once we get inside, when you just talk about our internal expertise with Larry Widman 
you know, Danny Woodhead. And then we have Tom Osborne, which is, you know, he's a senior performance and leadership advisor. So if we get stuck, it's awesome to be able to go to Tom Osborne. I mean, honestly, and <laughs> really ask him because he has so much experience. Um, and then we go back and let's not forget each one of these organizations has expertise inside. And it's just about getting the best ideas and the best information to make decisions, Mm -hmm. you know, on a routine basis. And so it's been very gratifying to have coaches and business leaders open up and be willing to work on their culture and their leadership. And honestly, their roles, because people have a hard time accepting their role Mm -hmm. in a group. Well, it's probably never been defined for a lot of people. They don't even, you just kind of do what needs to be done. Sometimes you don't realize, oh, I'm kind of stepping over out of bounds and doing someone else's job. I mean, and then just listening to you talking about Tom Osborne in particular, um, back in the nineties when he was bringing in, he knew he needed outside help with the guys on the team. And, and you know about the strength and conditioning coaches, but you never think about the mental side of, of that. And I didn't even know that there was such a thing until maybe just a few years ago, one of the guys on one of the sports station was talking about Dr. Stark and, and, and I was like, I had no idea that that right. was even a deal. And, and, it's, and it's fascinating. Right. And I think he worked with the NASCAR guys too uh, at one point in that. And I was like, wow, I never even, I never even thought about that, that they yeah. need that kind of mental support and guidance to keep them, like you said, on the right track. Yeah. I mean, what we find, obviously, the 90s in Nebraska football history is well known and well written about. And, and they brought in experts in, in a lot of different areas. And I know that today, you know, that is generally common practice everywhere. And and what I would say is it, it is easy for us all to think, oh, you know, it's it's just football or it's just, uh-huh. you know, banking or whatever. Uh-huh. But we have to remember that everything on this planet, even the robots are built by humans and those humans <laughs> are in groups and the group dynamic and basically understanding how that how to optimize that is what it's all about and so in seal team it's always people first in all of special operations i mean the number one truth is humans before hardware so we have no problem wasting taxpayers dollars on you know leaving a boat or equipment behind <laughs> in in the choice of people or things yep and so we look at it the same way in businesses and sports and we're there to optimize people and then we optimize people within the group and then we optimize the group. And these dynamics are vast. And I always say, you know, I never made a decision without consulting the best information I could get. And most military guys are that way. Um, does it mean you're going to be right every time? No, but you're making the best decision with the best amount, uh, best information possible. So you see this now starting to come into the civilian sector, but some places, Nebraska was ahead of the curve. Um, and did businesses they, did they, are now was, was allowing it, outside experts to take a look as well. So yeah, you're right. Was Nebraska kind of ahead of the curve? We talk, we've heard a lot about just culture in general lately. I mean, you have their families have cultures, offices have cultures. We've learned that football teams and programs mm-hmm. have cultures and obviously ours was off for a little bit. Um, <laughs> how long does it take to go in to, a business or for example, let's use the uh, Nebraska football program to actually change a culture to where you can see uh, results and everything, see things turning or not, not from a win loss thing, but just from a culture changing perspective. 
I mean, I'm not familiar with right now's Nebraska football culture. Um, so to speak, I mean, I can't really give any guidance on that, but broadly, you know, what I will tell you is I had an experience with, um, USA Olympic coaches in a seminar and they were doing best practices and the Australians were talking about what they do and it was really neat to be part of. But anyway, um, the Australians talked about a year and a half, you know, on one particular team they had, I think it might've been soccer. Um, and the American coaches were kind of like, Oh, I don't, you know, it can't take that long. (laughs) And and finally I kind of got frustrated. Um, and I just said, it absolutely doesn't take that long. Now you hit the key word, which is none of this we're talking about translates necessarily into wins and losses immediately. That's the wrong metric when you're talking about culture, leadership, and roles. And from a business standpoint too, it doesn't, you don't automatically see the bottom line increase or you don't automatically see everybody getting along in a group right away just because the culture is changing. It takes a minute. Correct. It takes time. But what you do is you can hyperdrive it by starting to get people again to optimize themselves and then for leaders to be able to define roles, hold people to them, train them in their roles, and then people to accept their roles. And in that, I mean, I've seen cultures turn around in months. Um, the ones I work with, I'm pretty frustrated if within four to five months we're not there. Um, and when I say there, it's not static, but we've turned the ship and now we're, say, within the railroad tracks. Mm -hmm. And then it's just about maintenance, right? So cultures change all the time, even, you know, Nebraska football or Creighton basketball or company X, but they don't necessarily change dramatically unless there's a huge leadership change or there's a huge mission change. And oftentimes it's just about maintenance of that. Um, But yes, there's definitely times where you have to um, kind of take a shock to the system to get it going. And sometimes that means certain personalities aren't a fit anymore. Right. Right. And, uh, and I think that everybody's trying to figure this out. Um, my thing is, is that, um, it is real. It's all about people and, um, experience matters when trying to dive into these and make them better. Because I, obviously the more teams you're on, the more groups you're part of, the more, startups you've done, the better you get at it. Yeah. yeah it's not something you read in a book and all of a sudden you're an expert. You do <laughs> have to do your studying. You do have to know what you're talking about. Um, but at the same time, practice makes perfect. Exactly. That, now, and, and on top of it, Performance Mountain, this is kind of a cool part because I looked at the, the six-page worksheet um, which I, I took, just kind of took inventory and take a look at it because you bring it right down to the individual person. Um, because if somebody, somebody's listening right now and maybe, maybe they're a stay at home mom and they've got, uh, they're, they're managing the house. They got kids to take care of. They got stuff to do this. This works for on the family level or on the individual level. That's the, that's the thing that you can take away from this. It's not all about the, the upper echelon of sports and the military. This speaks to everybody. Yeah. The thing I like is that these are proven in the upper echelon or the elite without a doubt. And now it's the education of giving it to everybody because it does work. And for us at Performance Mountain, what we spend a lot of time doing is 
on the teaching and how to teach it so that everybody can understand it. And that's where our time in the military, the NFL, with Nebraska, with sports teams, and now with businesses over the last three years, we feel really confident in how we break it down and explain it. You can apply no matter what you do. And I always tell people, I mean, we call it smart goals and a lot of people know what smart goals are, but it's getting people to understand it and execute it that then they trust it and they validate it and they take it forward. And so, yes, of course I know it works because we used it in SEAL teams, Mm -hmm. right? But we also use it with athletes and we use it with people in business. So here's the interesting thing, right? I talked about groups, culture. Yeah, but it starts with the individual. So a lot of times when we're assessing, we find cracks or holes in people's personal life. And so we've got to build them up, right? And then integrate them into the group as their best self. And so smart goals, whether it be using it with, you know, literally athletes in the weight room or their mindset or a stay-at-home mom that's dealing with a stressor and she wants to get better or somebody like me that was in, you know, an addict. How do you, you got to get out of that cycle. So, I mean, when you look at how it and where it can be applied, we just try to get it down so that everyone can understand it and use it. Interesting. And, and no, for, I, for teachers too, for, for anybody yeah. that, and that you think about starting this, the, this, this way of thinking, um, and modeling it for kids, whether it's your family or your students, and that just sets them off on the right path for their entire life to have this attitude. And imagine teaching this or modeling this for six, seven, eight, ten 10 year old kid. I mean, man, that's a, that's an amazing gift you could give to them. And they don't even know that they're being given that gift. <laughs> I would say that we have probably the most gratifying you just hit it is that we've worked with a lot of local high schools and optimally we catch, you know, the freshmen, Mm -hmm. but to see the growth when they're able to look at a tool and use it and realize, holy cow, like this works and I can use this the rest of my life. It's an amazing feeling to help somebody on their journey. And that's what we're about, right? We're about taking our experience across a wide range. People can call us elite. None of us think we're elite. We're trying to figure out this game of life like everyone. We just know that we have tools and experience that work. You know, if they, it's like I always say, if it works in combat, why, why are we all not using these things? (laughs) Right. That's so true. Yeah. And, And so we're just, again, that is so gratifying. And yes, I mean, even Doc Whitman, when I first met him, I mean, I didn't know this. He, he was like, do you realize if you post your goals so that you can read them every morning, you have a 400% chance of accomplishing it. I mean, really? think how free that is that you just that's, that's focus insane. on your goals. You write down your smart goals and you post it and you look at it every day. And again, we've used that time and time and time again to help people achieve whatever it is they want. And uh, it works on anything. So would you guys do that when you were on SEAL team and you would know what your goal was for that mission or for that week and every morning would that would be part of the process as you go over that and you read it and you you study that, whether it's the micro goals for the day or for the week or month or whatever? Yeah, I always tell people if you weren't in the military, um, the military, the one thing you'll always get out of the military is plans, plans, <laughs> actions, milestones, goals. You will be a master at that. 
Now, we don't necessarily – we have a lot of different ways in the military that we set those right and that we um, take action on those. Um, I mean, it's so vast. And so with SMART goals, whether guys used them personally or we learned, I think this is the best acronym and way to a broad level to teach it. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we set uh, we set goals every morning. Uh, we had meetings every morning on what to accomplish and that was just in the normal administration and training all the way down to combat where you had timelines and things to accomplish, you know, from the time you set foot outside the compound to the second you were home. <laughs> and even beyond that, then when you got, say, home, you had another set of goals and things to accomplish. And and so it's I think just, I would think this would help because my, um, my daughter, not now, but a months a couple months ago was kind of dealing with some friend issues right and how to, and learning how mm -hmm. to navigate that i mean she's a freshman girl you know what i mean <laughs> so learning how to navigate the friends that aren't very nice the friend the backstabbers this and that and having this this set of skills or just being kind of taught that at that age i would think would be would be so helpful for her and and also for her family knowing confidence. that she has these things yeah confidence very confidence would be huge so yeah. i could see that being very beneficial for that freshman age issue um age kid. Yeah. And, and, you know, just taking that example, I mean, you know, we start with an outcome goal, but sometimes, especially with young people, the outcome sometimes is about myself, meaning we know we can't control everybody else. We know that there's going to be stressors that hit us, but how do I want to be throughout that? Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, why do I want to learn, say, to be the best version of myself, regardless of the stressors other people cause me and then what are the specific things i can do that then you know will allow me to feel that and be that way each and every day and also what are the challenges and barriers to that so it really applies to things that you want to accomplish all the way down to how you want to handle situations and feel and grow this, and this is a great time of year to talk about this kind of stuff, too, because a lot of people right. are dealing with their resolutions um, and probably yeah. have abandoned them already in, in some instances, and you're only a couple weeks into the new year. Um, but this is, if you're if you're struggling with that, or maybe that's the reason you don't even make resolutions anymore. You're just like, oh, I'm just going to screw it up anyway. Right, so. right. <laughs> I don't right. want to disappoint myself. Um, but you can actually just down to a, a, a Nat's rear end, so to speak, this, this program will work just for the individual person. That's, that's the thing I found fascinating in the, the worksheet. Even the example that's given is I want to lose weight. Okay. Let's, let's narrow this down then. Let's get five things that, that you have to do every day. And let's look at five things that are going to be stumbling blocks for you. And you know, this going in, but let's identify them first instead of being surprised by it later. That's, I was like, that's, it goes down to that small, that microcosm of. <laughs> and you think, why take the yeah. time to do that? Cause we all know it's too much candy to, or whatever it is. But yeah. you need to do that. You need to you do. identify it. And identify, and same with the freshman girl, identifying the things you can control and identifying the things you can't control. And then you're ready for it. Yeah. The, and, and the biggest thing I always say, and probably that we've experienced where people sometimes have a hard time with it all is what's your why of doing it. Mm -hmm. It's so important to understand why it's important to you or why you're passionate about it and to actually be able to write that down and verbalize it because ultimately that's the thing that brings you back because we need to understand that 
we do venture as people. Other things come up. Um, stressors get the best of us. You know, this is the beginning step in, again, staying within your own railroad track. But also, as we like to say, listen, just because you got off plan doesn't mean it's over. Go back to the Navy SEAL. Don't quit. Let's make adjustments, right? And let's get back on mission. And probably the biggest thing we do when we're working embedded, you know, with you is we help you navigate that and keep you accountable. And I know we're very close as Performance Mountain of having a community. And obviously why? Well, because a lot of times we don't have an accountability buddy or as we like to say, battle buddy in the military or swim buddy in SEAL team. And that this group dynamic of accountability really helps us as humans stay on our plans and our goals. And so shortly, then we're going to have the community. Obviously, we release the goals, free worksheet. You can get the webinar. But then you can actually chat with us. And the community, if you don't have access to an accountability partner, can be that for you. Mm -hmm. Right? Rolling into 2020, I want to thank Kugler Vision for supporting our yes. podcast, the Pat and JT podcast. They've been with us practically from the beginning and, and couldn't be happier to be associated with them and all the great things that they're doing, Dr. Kugler and the entire staff. They're just first class, first class people in general, but first class facility, no doubt. Um, they, they lead the pack really when it comes to the technology, when it comes to having those procedures done that are going to completely change your, <laughs> the way you see everything. Pat and I both had procedures done and uh, I, I only wish I'd done it sooner. Um, and a lot of people, I think, stay away from because they're a little nervous about it. They don't know what it, they don't know what it's all about. So right. you, you can go to their website. You can go in. You can get a consultation. We were in the office just the other day and walking through there. You're reminded as how streamlined the process is, how non intimidating it is, and how you know at the end of it you're going to yeah. get a cookie, a delicious <laughs> cookie. <laughs> they do right when you walk in the front door. As a matter of fact, Corey was at the desk and uh, she gets you checked in and, and whoever you're there to see and the doctors there really know their stuff. Um, and uh, more information, if you are maybe just thinking about for the very first time yeah. getting any sort of procedure like that, there's so much information on kuglervision.com. You can go there, you can find out everything, you can schedule your consultation, yeah. you can find out about all the different procedures they offer and then you can go in and find Which, out if you're a candidate. That's what a lot of people don't realize too is there's not just one procedure that you can have done. I think there's seven. Seven, yeah. And depending on what your eyes require, they, they run you through a battery of tests and then they tell you these are your options. And now let's, and then you let them kind of guide you as to what is going to benefit you the most for the long run. Um, and we're excited to be working with them this year because obviously it's 2020. Right. So there, you know, this, and if you're thinking about this at all ever, <laughs> this is the universe telling you you're in 2020. Maybe you can see as close to 2020 as possible. So this right? is the time you need to go into Kugler Vision. Absolutely. And remember this promo code PATENTJT2020. But check in at their website at kuglervision.com for more details. And thank you, Kugler Vision. It really, I mean, we just, just this last week, we were talking on the podcast about having uh, all kinds of workout equipment. I have got a literal gym. I could put anybody, I seriously, a lot of the, right. the professional gyms, I could put you to shame. <laughs> Haven't been in the basement in a year. I'm <laughs> like, I mean, it is, it's ridiculous, but I'm also not accountable to anybody. And that, that's, you've talked yeah. about working out. You need to go somewhere to work out because if you work out in your home, that's not going to work for you. Not going to happen. Right. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. You need that. You need somebody who's checking in on you. And I think, is that why when, when guys, I, I remember Danny Woodhead, I talked about this on Nick's, Nick's podcast at one point, probably with years, and we'll talk about your podcast in a second too, yeah. about um, when somebody retires from whatever they're doing, pro primarily athletics, the big thing they miss is the locker room. 
it's the culture in the locker room. It's that kind of going into battle sort of mentality. You've got your buddy beside you and you're accountable to them. And then when they're gone and when they're retired, that's not there anymore. So building that culture and that support person or support group is so huge to accomplishing your goals. Did you go through that too when you retired? Uh, Oh yeah. Um, To a degree. I mean, I, I think that I saw it coming. If I have any talents, it's, it's that I pay attention to people Um, and so I never felt I was smart enough or good enough to have my own thoughts. So I paid attention to a lot of the older team guys and just in their life in general, not just what they shared with me in tactics and techniques and how to be a better seal and a leader, but as they transition and, you know, it's a huge issue and not just in seal team, but the military in general. And then, you know, so that's why I started looking at, well, what would be next? And I really enjoyed obviously sharing and consulting, if you will, with sports teams. So you can see the natural, oh, wow, like, yeah, I'm not playing or I'm not coaching, but I feel part of it. And, you know, I knew that that would be something that I would miss because everybody talked about it. And I knew that if I could have a group, even if it was me training or talking and consulting, you know, I would kind of get that. Um, And what I found, especially with sports, was how much they struggle, whether it's, you know, the end of high school, the end of college, the end of a professional career, these same dynamics. And then all of a sudden, right now we're dealing with sometimes mental health issues. And, you know, again, knowing that a, you're not alone, that it's real and that there's better and worse ways to deal with it is really the key. And so what you see with us in performance mountain is we're actually going to what the military knows, especially in the elite units, that your best weapon is your mind. But now I want you to think about that. How much time do you spend daily training your mind? Mm-hmm. Right. None. None at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Or and, not enough. <clears throat> not enough. And so then I can not only obviously provide my personal experience, but a Danny Woodhead can from the elite football world to all the coaches, to Dr. Whitman who who actually gets the science behind it. And he says, no, your mind is like a muscle. You have to train it. And everybody's different. Like some people learn through story time. Some people like the science and the numbers, but in reality, we as human beings are not working and training our greatest asset, which is our mind. And so we always like to get the mind right and optimized. And then the rest starts to flow. Right? So a lot of different ways to do that. But yeah, there is a lot of uh, anxiety and depression when someone leaves a high-end unit or they've been doing something for 20 years. But I've seen that in, in business people who they've done it for 30 or 40 years. And then when they're done, they die within two or three years. Mm-hmm. That's right? Crazy, Almost yeah. like of a broken heart. <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, and there's no need for that. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, we're, um, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, Jack, because we, we love what Performance Mountain does and the fact that you take those, everything that we talked about, you take them and you get it down to the individual person and how they can change the way they think and handle situations to improve their life. It's incredible. It really is. And now, and I want to just, okay, let's go one step further here because um, we have a, a special opportunity um, for people that are listening. Um, and you can share this with your friends, share this with your yeah. coworkers if you want to as well. But if you go to performancemountain.com backslash Pat and JT, 
there is an opportunity. Not only are you going to get some free stuff, but there's also a special deal on, um, like you were talking about, some of the other elements that you use and utilize to help people get on the right track. And kind of an introduction to uh, what you guys do, um, whether it's your home with the kids or you've got a business you're running, any anything in between mm-hmm. um, that people can get on that. Again, it's performancemountain.com backslash patent JT. Yeah. And the the worksheet in itself is kind of like, oh, I get it. Right. You're like a page in like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. Now I see where we're taking this. It's yeah. not difficult. It's just a different way of looking at it. Yeah. I always like to, I appreciate that. I mean, I always like to say that, you know, in this particular block, you know, we're leaning heavy on Dr. Larry Widman and his background and he's the best in the world at teaching these, um, you know, they're used in SEAL team. I mean, we use them to continuously throughout the career to enhance, you know, all of our combat power and everything. But the thing is, is people always think these things are secret. They're not mm-hmm. right. They're just skills, but understanding them and then putting them into practice is what we're trying to bring to everybody. And what's great is if you get the webinar, you know, Dr. Whitman's on there, but we also do an ebook. I mean, we basically try to hit every mode that somebody can learn and likes to learn. And then again, the last piece is accountability and that's coming next because we just know that that's important. I mean, it's a cycle and uh, we'll continue to break out more things as we go. And uh, we'll continue to work with businesses and sports teams that'll have us because then we can really be there every day and, and help you. And mm-hmm. your your podcast, um, Dark Side of Elite, is awesome. Uh, pe- if people want to know more kind of about your story, your what you deal with daily, what you dealt with getting to where you are now, Dark Side of Elite, you can find it anywhere. Yeah. Um, it's, it's great. Um, so, yeah, you guys have done a really good job on that, getting that together. Yeah, I appreciate it. Dark Side of Elite's really a lot of fun for me because – Obviously, in modern day, you know, SEAL team and SEALs, there's a platform. And I think we judge each other on, you know, are we using the platform for good or is it self-serving? And and I'm talking internal SEAL politics. Um, but there's a responsibility there, um, I think, to all the U.S. military and veterans to use it in a positive platform. And for me, I mean, honestly, it was Scott Papik that, I don't know, he took about six months trying to get me to do it. And I do love to talk. Everybody who knows me knows that's me. Um, and I have an interesting life story, but I mean, I think, you know, from abuse and being a survivor of that when I was young to, you know, addiction issues and getting straight to going through SEAL team, I think a lot of people can learn from it, whoever you are. And, uh, I just, I call it like it is. And I tell you what's going on, not only in my past, and how I dealt with it and hopefully give you some skills and hope um, that you're not alone in those issues, but find guests that will talk about it. And and they do a lot of them. And we try to get interesting folks um, in those dynamics. And then we obviously just have other random stuff as well. Um, but we just want to give you insight into a, a real person because I am a real person struggling with raising a family and, you know, wife, husband <laughs> stuff to my parents and uh, let you know that, hey, we, we can go and be who we want and, and accomplish great things, you know, as human beings. I think, uh, too, it's something you kind of touched on. But for a lot of people, when you see somebody who is an elite, whatever, what, wherever it is that they, they've reached that status, you didn't see the struggle and the, the, what it took to get there. And a lot of people, I think, go through a lot of stuff mentally when they're getting there. 
and then you just see the good. You see the other side of it and you're like, man, how do you do that? I can't do that. Right. And you don't realize what all the onion that was peeled in order to get where they are. And then at recognizing it. And in your case, a lot of people, this is eye opening for a lot of people because they don't, they don't want to go there. It's like that's you get, you're vulnerable when you expose, this is what happened to me. This is what I did. But it also is so common. Yeah, that's the thing is that if there's anything I can, you know, impress on people is that we're all people. So we all have mm-hmm. junk. We all <laughs> have things. And it doesn't matter if you're quote unquote elite or you, I guess, don't put yourself in that category. To me, you're important. You're a human being. And it's fun to try to achieve your best. But yeah, there's going to be hiccups. I mean, life is chaotic. Life throws curveballs at us. How we deal with those, it's what is what's really important. And I've dealt with things on an awesome level, and I've been a freaking dumpster fire <laughs> on some level. Like everybody. Like everybody, like but everybody. everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. And to be honest, I think I mean I can't speak for other SEALs. I can speak for myself, which is to say, I don't get it. Like when I joined, there wasn't movies. There wasn't this stuff. Like I'm a kid from Fremont, Nebraska. I met my wife at the University of Nebraska. I'm the same guy, right? I just motivated. But in the end of the day, it's been a really weird dynamic because a lot of times people ask questions and I'll give you an honest answer. But because of social media and movies, they've already formed an answer. Mm-hmm. And they don't believe me. (laughs) We talk about this all the time. Like, you know, people, I don't know, they'll ask a question and we'll give an honest answer and they didn't even hear us. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times to mess with people, you'll you'll just tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. you, You get a good sense of when a person is like that, opposed to a person who is really genuinely trying to get to know you. And, right. and this has created a funny dynamic right? For some of us veterans. Um, but we find a way to deal with it. And for me, um, I, I talk about it. Um, and, and a lot of that is for my own addiction. I mean, I'm dead serious when I say, well, if nobody's listening, I'm getting free therapy out of it. (laughs) That's right. Cause if I hold this stuff in, it's not good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I struggle the most today with my, my children and, and just being a dad and the things that go on there. I mean, that's the truth. I struggle the most with that stress. It's hard. And it is hard. And but yet we all generally want to do well. And, you know, there's better and worse ways to do that. So I just feel by being open and honest about it and bringing uh, my personal plight uh, mixed with some, you know, stories from my military time to my guests who I love, because mm-hmm. ultimately I was blessed to go all over this world and sometimes my mission was to embed with people that most Americans would probably <laughs> puke at. <laughs> We're all people. And there's just something to be said, um, no matter where you come from, when you see people raising kids and that bright eye and all kids, you know, mm-hmm. eyes to just try to do better. And so now that I'm back, I feel like I've missed a lot of America because I I fought for it for 20 years. And so I'm really enjoying meeting other Americans and uh, through the podcast and their stories and, and sharing it with everybody. That's awesome. Keep it up. Please do. Yeah, please do. Thank you so much for taking some time 
uh, to just sit down, and just talk with us about this and what you're doing, and 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 I guarantee, you, just take take an opportunity to look at at the if nothing else, you get the free six page worksheet. Just take a look at that. That's going to get your get your wheels turning. Yeah. And uh, it's pa- performance mountain backslash oh performance mountain.com backslash patent JT. There you go. Do that. Perfect. Jack, thank you. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. There yeah. might be some random times when we like something comes up in the news or what, whatever that we think would love to get some feedback from you. If that's cool, if we just hit you up. I love the fact that some things in our world cause everybody to go into a tailspin. And <laughs> I, always, I, I, I generally try to break it down to the simplest form so that people can understand it. But the truth is that's I mean, that's what we had to do in the military. I mean, it's. People want to think it's complicated. The, the truth is, is you motivate people by breaking it down to simple and get them to understand. And, and usually yeah. the rest takes care of itself. You're right. We're going, getting down to something that's one bite at a time, as opposed to looking at the whole meal. You know, yeah. it's like just down to one bite at a time and you can get there. Um, but otherwise, it's kind of overwhelming. That's Well, we see that now. Social media shows you that. Yeah, right. Ah! Right. Hair's I mean, it makes sense to all seals because they get us down to one inch at a time. Like that's literally all you can think about is I need to crawl one inch. One inch. <laughs> you can imagine how that drives so many people nuts, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, those of us that are gorillas, you know, we figure it out like one inch at a time is a really effective way. Mm-hmm. Um, to, you know, work yourself through things and to help people and, you know, you just keep chipping away at it. That's great. You know, uh, too, if they, we didn't even mention this, if people want to get a hold of you, is it through performancemountain.com? Is that the best way to, to book, um, or find out more information about having you speak at a seminar or, uh, at a high school, et cetera, what's the best way to do that? And can they follow you also social media? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, performance mountain wise in the consulting realm, all, all of our emails are on there. I'm at jack at performance mountain.com. Um, and you can hit me up via email. We have a 1-800 number. It's all right there at performance mountain.com. And then podcast wise, which I spend the majority of my time on social uh, with the podcast, you know, I'm on Twitter at Riggins underscore Jack, Instagram, same thing at Riggins underscore Jack. And and on social, I mean, we do a lot of both, right? You'll see me obviously throw out Performance Mountain stuff um, because, you know, the company's on Twitter. But on my personal handle, you'll just see a lot of random Jack, you know, <laughs> dark side and going crazy. Saturday, I was trying to set the GIF world record with some people. And I don't know <laughs> how'd that go. But my thumbs were tired and uh, <laughs> a lot of people had a lot of fun with that. And so that was pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I As like a matter you- of fact, I get young people that go, quit sending me gifts. I got my debt. Da- my dad is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't think about that as a college athlete. Like, yeah, you know, you don't have the all data plan. Right. right? Yeah. You pay by the minute or right? whatever. Yeah. You need to have your plan, dude. <laughs> you know, but you know what it is, guys, is I didn't get to be on those platforms for 20 years. It, we were anti that. And yeah. so for me, I'm like a bait. I love it. Like, I, <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. So, the pictures, because I'm a visual learner, so yeah. <laughs> the pictures for me and the gifts is... Uh, You're like a 13-year-old girl. Are you on TikTok? <laughs> you need to get on TikTok. Uh, I'm not, but my daughters are, yeah. and we've got several <laughs> dances on there, I know for a fact. Oh, my God. And, uh, That's I've, awesome. I've been saving them um, each time my daughters get me to do one with them, and one day I'll be posting that stuff. But nice. yeah, that, I'm pretty sure they use TikTok to 
film and get them used. I, you know, it's you almost know. constantly up in our in Guaranteed. our house TikTok constantly. No, yeah. How old are your kids, by the way? So I have a 16 year old uh, junior boy, and then I have an eighth grade boy, then I have a seventh grade girl, and a fifth grade girl. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, I, I'm totally on record saying this. Like, if you don't know the difference between the sexes, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> chicks are way smarter than dudes. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, I'm a Nebraskan. I'm a, I'm a small town guy. Like I had my biases and then I probably joined SEAL team and still had some stupid biases. And then, you know, my wife kind of broke that. I mean, she was a volleyball player at Nebraska. So she kind of, she broke the stigma of, of who's the best athlete in the house. Well, that's my wife. <laughs> uh, and then, but then with the kids, I was like, oh, two boys. Awesome. And then when we had the girls, I was watching like my first daughter at two or three and, you know, she was having full conversations with me. She understood. And, you know, my boys were still, you know, trying to put a round peg in a square hole right. <laughs> on it. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like chicks totally, yeah. totally get it. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, we need dudes too. Uh, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and we need chicks to lead uh, lead the dudes. But your junior son, my son is a, a, he's also a junior. Holy yeah. cow. Um, he, uh, talk about square peg round hole. I mean, it's it, it's the night and day between the two. Third, one's 14, one's 17. And, you know, I've never seen, I I don't think I was like that when I was young. You I mean, think. flipping <laughs> socks inside out, wearing the same underwear for a week and a half. Um, it's it's like unbelievable. You just want to grab him by the head and say, just shake him. Like, what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? Wake up. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a girlfriend right now. So that I wish I could film it. It's comical. <laughs> but what's more comical is when she comes over and they go downstairs is like my wife and I, like my wife runs in and she's like, you got to go check on him. And I'm like, oh God, like, why can't you check on me? <laughs> right. Like, I don't want to like, walk in on that. I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, but, um, but they're all great. I mean, uh, my wife in all on, I mean, total honesty. I mean, she was a single mother for 10 years and she's why I was able to do my career. I mean, she's a big reason that I was able to kick the addiction habits. Um, and so are my kids and, and some seals too. Right. Uh, you know, I just had good core people. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I mean, she hates when I talk about her on the podcast. Um, she'll never come on and, but she is such a rock and great woman. And, and I just try not to screw up the house. Um, right. but <laughs> stay yeah, out of her way. I mean, but it retired. I mean, I make a conscious effort now to be around because yeah, I mean, I didn't have kids not to be there. Um, you know, mm -hmm. counter to a lot of men in our culture, which are driving me nuts right now. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't want to have children, don't have children. Yeah. Um, right. And so I feel like I'm trying to make up. And so, you know, I drive one to school. I'm always around. And, um, but yeah, it's weird. Like junior, like I've got like a year and a half with him. Yeah. Right. It's, it, so, talk about that's scary. It's another stressor right there. Then they go off on their own and then you're freaking out about that. Oh yeah. And he's, I mean, great kid, proud of him where he's at in life, but it's so funny cause he's got the military bug and the latest was, I'm enlisting because I don't want to miss World War Three. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my yeah, god! Right? I mean, oh my god! Like, like I get we need those type of kids, and I <laughs> I was one of those type kids. But yeah. I just laugh because you know it was obviously this whole Iran thing last week or whenever it was. Oh yeah. And I, I looked at him and I go, "Hey, let me tell you what. There's always a war. There's always a conflict. Like it waits for you. Trust me. Like, you yeah. have to hurry up and get in there. Yeah. 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 There'll be plenty." But, Oh yeah, no, I, I, 
I'm a, I'm a really lucky guy. That's, That's all I can say. And the more I can pass that on to people and, you know, not break down, you're never going to change the fanfare that's out there about the military. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm lucky to have a platform, um, and, and try to use it. I mean, mm-hmm. in the end of the day, it's kind of hilarious because my kids actually listen to the podcast it, we share everything in this family because, you know, dad was such an idiot. There's no reason to hide it. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, so sometimes that comes back on me. We've got some sailor language in this house where I'm like, you can't use that in school. <laughs> <laughs> there's home it. talk and there's school talk. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Jack, man, you're, you're right. awesome. Thank you very much for taking the time today and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, you too. Thanks, buddy. Pat and JT Podcast. A Parkville Media Production.